Back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 937 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Strick and Bach on 93.7. The Ticket, the Ticket Water Cooler portion of the show. Strick set to join us here in about an hour and a half. Usually joins us at four, but uh, he was flying today. So uh, we'll make sure he gets nice and settled in. Still has an opportunity uh, to jump on for an hour, uh, the last hour with uh, Big Sky. So that will be exciting. But right now, uh, we'd like to welcome to the show Brian Christopherson of 24-7 Sports. Brian, how are you doing today? Oh, not too bad. Um about to go to the grocery store i'm sure I'll, there'll be a 200 people there because the winter storm right is there a, yeah. is there sort of a winter storm coming that's what i was told i don't even pay attention to the weather until i walk outside anymore <laughs> yeah I, I don't know it's it's hard to trust the weather people because they seem to be off from time to time but I, we've exactly. heard of this big impending storm but uh, i don't know it's been pretty light so far yeah I would guess it's uh, it's a nothing burger, but uh, I'll be stocked up with bananas, so don't worry about me. <laughs> Just in case, it's always a good idea to go out there and grab that. I did want to ask you, I mean, I'm sure you've been up and close to a lot of tall people. I'm actually going to uh, SmackDown, a wrestling show in Omaha uh, here tonight, so there's always kind of the land of giants there in the WWE. Um, also, Nebraska playing Purdue. They've got plenty of giants uh, over the years, too. Matt Painter's been able to recruit those guys. Who's the tallest guy that you've been up, up and close with? Oh, that's a good question. It's got to be, um, it's got to be a basketball guy. But I'll tell you, the guy who actually, for whatever reason, always felt like a giant to me was Zach Starup, uh, offensive lineman. I think he was like six seven, six eight, and I think Nebraska's had taller guys than him. But for some reason, he carried like a a seven foot one vibe to me whenever I stood next to him with my little tape recorder, uh, <laughs> holding it out uh, like a nerd. Um, so yeah, I did, he, he made me feel more like a pencil neck scribe than probably, um, anybody I've covered, but the, definitely there's some offensive linemen that I'm forgetting that, that would be in that category. I also thought, um, when Jawan Howard walks into the post game room as Michigan's coach, you're, there's sort of, uh, he's not only a big man, obviously, but he's Joan Howard, you know, yeah. the Fab Five fame. And so there's sort of like a, an aura that maybe gives him another two inches or something. So I felt like he, he loomed large in the room when he came in. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like I said, I thought that the the tallest guy I've seen is Isaac Haas. And obviously, like, Zach Eady is taller. And you're not going to see him tonight. He's, it's all in West Lafayette. But um, it's just sometimes it's just kind of the, the, the muscles or just kind of the frame. So, I mean, you can have tall guys. Like, Chet Holmgren is really tall, but... He's so skinny. I don't know if he if if his like I mean obviously his length would overwhelm any normal human being, but maybe it just doesn't compare to some of the the bigger uh, the bigger guys that we've seen over the years. Like you said, maybe even in football that are so that are so built. Yeah, yeah. I, they, there's definitely something to be said for a stockier frame with a like if you put a stockier frame on a six ten guy, it almost it stands out more than you know like a. a Minute bowl, you know, yeah. <laughs> even though you could be seven or eight inches taller. Although I would like to stand next to Minute bowl, that would be interesting. Yeah, it's always kind of fun. It's just as, as a, I don't know, I'm 5'10, just to go compare yourself to some of those guys and, and see how big they are. But you always, you always get the chance when Purdue comes to town. Those, they've, they've done a great job of, of recruiting big men there. Um, the spread's pretty big, I guess, for tonight's game in West Left. Yeah, you think Nebraska can keep it close? Um, I'm not real confident. 
Uh, no. Um, I mean, you, you, I will say this from a positive angle of, you know, the last four games since they've come back from the break, I feel like in three of them, Nebraska has had the right mindset and type of fight that at least gives you a shot. And so if, if they play as hard as they did the other night and they have a decent night shooting it, um, they could hang around. But it, really, it, it's a deal where uh, you worry because of what you're talking about with height and all that stuff and Nebraska's lack of rebounding prowess that uh, it could be a big second-chance point kind of night for Purdue. Um, you know, even the other night, you're, Nebraska's right there in position to win the game, and there's a there's a missed shot by Illinois, I think when it was tied, right after the McGowan free throws with like three minutes left. And, you know, an Illinois guy off the bench gets in there and, and gets like two or three rebounds in a row until he puts it in. You know, it, it's that type of stuff, which tonight I sort of, um, I guess, envision in my head as I think about how it could go. So, um, you know, that, the thing is, uh, Trey's McGowan's is close to a return. That's exciting. Maybe we'll see him out there tonight. I don't expect it. If we do, I don't think it's going to be more than a few minutes, and Fred said as much the other day. Um, but I do think there is something to be said for you hope that gives a lift that, that at least maybe he's in uniform and, uh, and guys are like, okay, there's one of our leaders who's back. Let's, let's see if we can get this thing, this thing turned around. Of course. The, and the other thing is that, that was at least impressive and makes you think that maybe Nebraska can hang around for a little bit is the play of Derek Walker uh, against one of the better big men that is in the nation, you know, Illinois big man, Kofi Coburn. Uh, do you, do you think that they'll at least kind of do the same type of thing where they're going to have to double down, on on Edie and, and hope that those shooters don't get hot for Purdue. I mean, they shoot 40% as a team from beyond the arc, so it's dangerous, but that's the same. I mean, that's what makes these these matchups so hard for any team. Yeah, I, I think you have to do that some. I mean, it, it, Nebraska's caught in a – they're in a pickle. I mean, they are. They're, they're, they need to, in some ways, give up on certain occasions that shot and just hope a team is cold, you know. I hope it's not one of those nights where it's going down. Um, that said, Derek Walker, you know, if Nebraska is going to have a fighting chance, he's going to have to play, um, not only a, a tough game, but, uh, a foul proof game in a way like where, you know, he doesn't have two fouls seven minutes into the contest. So he's going to have to spread his fouls out. Obviously, Eduardo Andre is going to have to come in sort of like he did against Illinois and spread his fouls out. And you're going to pick up some along the way. But uh, you, you need to, you, they need to come in, uh, they can't come in uh, binges, you know. You can't pick up two in like a minute and a half or something like that. And so Derek Walker, I think, um, I feel bad for him because he's playing a great season individually. And he's giving his all on both ends of the floor. And I thought the work he did on Kofi in that game against Illinois uh, was exceptional, and he actually wore down Illinois' big man as much as the the opposite was true. So that's that's a true compliment to how hard he makes people work. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see if Nebraska can at least you know keep it close like they did with Illinois, uh, and and hopefully have a chance to close it out. But it's one of the better teams in the nation tonight, uh, so we'll see what Nebraska can do there. Switching over to the football side, plenty of going on uh, within the last week that we want to catch up with you with. Um, you know, first and foremost is the is the Brian Applewhite hire as a running back coach. It's kind of interesting to me, especially when you look at his resume, is just how long he's been a running backs coach. Kind of reminds me of of Keith Williams, uh, wide receiver coach for. 
for Nebraska a few years ago. You know, a lot of these guys jump around from tight ends to running backs and, 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 and maybe there there's, you know, good in that, but I think there's also something kind of cool about a guy nailing down his specific position and coaching it for two decades. Yeah, I, I do too. And I, I think, you know, it's fair to wonder about any assistant coaching hire because the truth is most of the general public doesn't know a lot about like specific position coaches. You know, it's not like, I I honestly didn't know who Brian Applewhite was, you know, until a few weeks ago when I heard his name was on the radar for Nebraska. And that doesn't mean he's, he's not a good coach. I mean, it's just, unless you're a coordinator or head coach, you generally um, sort of aren't in the headlines and all that stuff. Uh, but I do think one thing that should give people, you know, some some sort of positive vibe about the hire is Gary Patterson hired him at TCU just two years ago. And I know it was sort of the end of the run for Gary. And he, uh, you know, they parted ways this past season. But Gary Patterson was one of the great college football coaches probably the last 20 to 25 years with what he did and how he built that program up. And there were times when he was considered – you know, one of the top five or 10 head coaches in the college game. And so when Gary Patterson is looking around and, you know, sees a guy like Brian Applewhite and says, yeah, he fits on my staff, that'll work. Um, I mean, that that's a pretty good endorsement there if you're looking for a different perspective. I also like the fact that when he was at Colorado State prior to his time at TCU, uh, they had some of their best offenses they've had. And also CSU made him the recruiting coordinator um along the way there and that tells you that he's viewed as an organized guy a good recruiter you know you usually don't get that tag within a coaching staff unless you are really solid at that part of the game and uh so that suggests that you know he's a good recruiter and he already i think has nebraska in on some interesting prospects like the uh the backup that is committed to tcu um you know that nebraska has offered so uh, we'll see what he gets done but um, I think for the guys in the running back room, it's got to be exciting. It's like, okay, it's a new opportunity. This is fresh. Let's, let's get going. And there should be a lot of energy on that side of the, of the football as a whole when they step out in the spring. Yeah, and speaking of recruiting, it's kind of an interesting recruiting weekend for Nebraska. Uh, if you could just kind of run through the, the guys that, that are in and, and if Nebraska's got a shot at them, but particularly uh, Trevor Purdy and what a second you know, quarterback from the portal would mean for the upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, there definitely are some interesting guys. Like, uh, you know, they've got a Juco running back coming in um, that, um, in a way, his story reminds me a little bit of uh, Diedrich Mills, where uh, he's, I think he's had some tough stuff maybe off the field in his life, but, you know, he kind of had to battle through it. But he's, he's still hanging around, and he's a very good talent from everything we've heard. Um, so that's one to watch. But Chubba Purdy obviously is going to be sort of the headliner. I still feel like Nebraska's in a really good spot on that one to add another QB, and I think that that would be great. I've said all along um, two QBs in this portal cycle makes sense to me. And for people who are like, well, that, that seems a little over the top, you know, Scott Frost, when he arrived, said he likes five scholarship QBs, and they had three. And uh, they're all pretty young and unproven. And Chubba Purdy would fit into that younger category of guys who, you know, aren't as old as Casey Thompson. That said, I think a guy like Chubba Purdy, you know, he's he's going to be in his third year as a college football player, just like Logan Smothers is going to be. 
And guys who are in their third year think it's their turn, too. So I, I do think we have to keep that in mind if Purdy ends up here or regardless, that guys who are that age, um, let's not act like they just got out of prom. You know, they've, they've been around college football for a while, and they've seen some things. And so while Casey Thompson, I think, for fair reason, will be the public sort of perceived favorite as a starting QB because of his experience, I I hope they make that competition play out fierce and it goes every day where the guys are on their toes. And I think that's the plan. And adding Chubba Purdy, if you can do it, would uh, certainly uh, add to that uh, possibility. So I don't know what he's thinking after his Oklahoma visit. That's sort of the unsaid part here. He hasn't done interviews yet about it. And a lot of these portal guys have remained pretty quiet about what they're thinking along the way. Um, But all along, I feel like Nebraska has been in a good spot with him because he does have a relationship with Whipple that goes back um, to his, even his high school days. Now, that'll be very fascinating if they do bring him in. I mean, you th- kind of think about the, the spring ball and, and maybe a, a three-horse race, maybe even four-horse race being Curlew's uh, Heinrich Harburg in there. The, that would be pretty fun. So we'll see if Nebraska can can land that. Uh, Brian, we're up against the clock. We'll uh, have to let you go and, and get your bananas, but uh, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Anytime. All right. There he goes. Brian Christofferson of Husker247.com. Uh, also, you know, just 24-7 sports overall. We love to have Brian on anytime he can join us. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we return, we'll talk about Matt Painter, of course, the Purdue coach, uh, and, and kind of look through his career. Uh, I, I got a little bit of a, of a hint for you. Shootout with Big Sky later might be around, might be based around Matt Painter. So you're going to want to pay attention. Our next segment uh, is is based around the coach and, and just kind of looking at his lack of tournament success is something that I've always felt has kind of held him back. Uh, we'll talk about that next year on On the Block with Strickenbach at 93.7 The Ticket. 